0: uh we are recording are you uh are you ready to rock roger that all right all right Chat yeah well of course they're ready all right all right uh here we go 282 right Uh, 282 man is that like a palindrome i think it's a palindrome all right here we go all right here we go from the top three two one This is Unfilter, episode 282 for Wednesday, May 30th, 2018. Happy Wednesday! It's unfilter time again. This is Jupiter, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news you shouldn't be watching. Yes, we are once again doing another roadshow edition of the unfilter program. So, if I'm here at Geek Gamer TV HQ. Mr. Chris Fisher must be somewhere out in the ether. Chris, Chris, come in, Chris.
1: Are you there? Hey, everybody. Yeah, I am in Grants Pass, which we have taken to calling Grass Pass, Oregon, <laughs> uh, which I, I came into this town thinking it was going to be like a gas station and five shops because we're getting some long overdue upgrades to Lady Jupes. Um, I'll oh, just really briefly, yeah. we got some Sumo springs installed in the rear.
0: <clears throat> okay, all right. And
1: then we got some sway bars installed, and we've got a return-to-center uh, safety bar for the steering wheel. And then we we also fixed a lean that is very common to the F53 chassis. All right, so any, anybody who owns an <laughs> RV listening to the show will understand that. Anybody else just... I went into a different language. Chris, this so is we're an- here in Grants Pass, Oregon, because...
0: I was just going to say, this isn't the news we should be watching or listening to. This, is, this is RV chat. Uh, with <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> no, it's just really brief. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to set the context. So we're here in Grants Pass, Oregon, and I got into town yesterday for the shop, uh, Henderson lineup. They're great, and uh, they're doing the work, and the town loses Internet yesterday. So yesterday was a rough day. But today, the work on the RV is done. Uh, An incredible expense later, I'm back in the RV, and we're here to do the show. Nice. And there is a lot to get into. There oh, is, Oh, my. Of course, our, yeah, nice. there's our traditional cyber. Yep. Uh, we're going to go into the Russian investigation in Spygate as it stands. Then I want to spend a little time on North Korea and just the whole situation, the flip-flop that happened since we were on the air last week. And then, as always, buddy. We're going to wrap it up with a high note.
0: I love ending it on a high note, which is great because it makes me, ma- makes us happy, makes us feeling good going into the end of the show after of all the uh, meat and potatoes, as you
1: Man, usually say. Man, you know, I have seen just one more thing about Grants Pass, Oregon. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a pretty cool town, really. And it's something that would normally be my speed, except for it's been this weird mix of folks that are doing crazy stuff on the road. Just like I've seen folks riding down on the top of a Suburban, uh, sitting out, sitting up on top of a sunroof. No shirt on, motorcycle helmet, just going down the road. Uh, I watched a motorcyclist, same thing, no shirt on, uh, wearing shorts and a helmet, riding his uh, handlebars. I, I don't even know how you do that, going down the street. People are just—it's really a—it's a very eclectic town, and it's also where this coffee st- uh, startup called the Dutch Brothers started. And Is that I don't where know if you've ever heard of from? Dutch Brothers. Really?
0: Oh, I didn't even know he- that. You you see so you've heard of them? Oh sure. Well, actually, they they just opened up a location in Everett, Washington.
1: Oh no way! Okay. Well, yeah, well so they yeah. started here in Grants Pass. Wow. Okay. And so they're on literally every single corner. But uh, I was talking to one of the mechanics who was working on the rig, and he says, you know, the thing about Dutch Brothers is they're known to be a great employer. They uh, they now are at a position where they bought their own private jet, and they use that to fly employees to Hawaii as perks and just really kind of sound like a really cool company, and they're just everywhere here, everywhere. And so, yeah, maybe if you see a Dutch Brothers in the future, uh, I was at the epicenter of it at one point. Well, I didn't
0: realize (laughs) they were a Northwest company, so now I may have to check them out here soon. Yeah, I think I
1: might too. I I might have to while I'm in Grants Pass before I go on. But uh, what do you say we go into cyber? Because Grants Pass isn't on this list, but West Palm Beach and many others are on the top 10 most vulnerable places for cyber attack the
2: top 10 list you don't want to be on
3: no matter where you live in our viewing area a recent study found you are more likely to be a victim of a cyber attack
2: news channel 5's andrew loff home live in boca raton to explain why
4: and to show you how to check if you've been hacked
2: andrew
5: this is a new study done by the internet security company called coronet they're based out of tel aviv now that study found just in boca raton alone that 15% of the population, which is way above the national average, don't even password to protect their smartphones.
1: Wait, are you serious? Yes, I know. So first of all, that's not hacking. No, that's a stupidity. (laughs) Okay. And and yeah, so it just gets worse from here. Like Uh, the low-hanging fruit that we are now labeling as Russian cyber attacks or just cyber attacks in general is pathetic.
0: It's just common sense that people are lapsing on. Oh, man.
6: These are real hacks you can see, for
5: example. It's exhausting keeping up with the cyber attacks happening all over the world. Everyone is a potential target, and no matter where you are in our viewing area, you're more likely to be among the most vulnerable in the United States, according to a new study. Not
6: surprising Florida in general, and even not surprising anything in South Florida, but to be that high on the list is always just another reminder that we need to pay more attention.
5: Alan Crowitz is Channel 5's internet security expert.
0: By the way, Chris, do you uh, notice the uh, well placed uh, ad poster oh, right there? By the way, yeah, I'm just, I'm just yeah. framing for our audience. Yes. hmm
1: yep. mm-hmm.
0: uh, Again, uh, Chris, uh, Chase and Chris Security uh, Services. LLC. I know, right? Yeah.
5: <laughs> Vegas is the most vulnerable. West Palm Beach is in the top ten with Jacksonville, Orlando, and Tampa.
6: We have a retiring and elderly population that hasn't had the benefit of being around the internet their entire lives. Uh, We have a lot of money in the area, and the bad guys can sniff out money. And uh, we have a transient population.
5: Passwords are the number one thing you should protect, Alan says. Use a different and unique password for every login you have.
6: Let's take a look at one of mine.
5: To show us why, Alan is typing his email address into the website haveitbeenpwned.com. It tells you if your email has been a part of a data breach. Now, mind you, he's our security expert, and he's been a part (laughs) of five, including LinkedIn. So
6: who cares if they have my LinkedIn password?
0: Okay, so I got a comment here for a minute. Yeah. This is a security guy, right? Yeah. And he was caught on five different websites. That tells me he's using the same password for all these different websites. Now, you and I and our audience knows that you shouldn't use the same password for all these different websites. You should have a unique password for everything that you use.
1: Right? It just really the have you been Pwned site is just has uh your email address been in a database dump exactly of passwords. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean you use the same password, no, it just means but, it was the same yeah, user. Okay, account. okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But this is uh this yeah. is like uh it's one of those things where uh so they have this guy who's an expert who's got one of these stupid flash maps that is <laughs> yeah. just constantly going off every time somebody's antivirus detects a cookie yeah, it's on a nice, workstation. It's a nice screensaver. Yeah, and then and then make sure So you think about that. You you know, these must be like API feeds from like Symantec and and all these antivirus uh, and and like all the different like appliance companies. They must be, there must be different data aggregation services that these maps are are pulling from some sort of API. And uh, there is no indication of what, what classifies as a cyber attack? You just have different colors, right? And you're supposed to be able to grok some sort of severity from that. So it's really kind of funny looking at these. Well, maps. wait, are
0: they, do you think, Chris, that they might be using our, our former uh, color coded threat system? You know, red being the worst and blue being yeah, you're, you know, okay.
1: You're left to kind of assume that right, that must yeah. be what it is. Like the, yeah. the and the, the the different sizes must represent the scale of the cyber attack, as if it's a, a bomb. Um, so this expert, who's got these maps up on his screen because they look cool, yeah. is going over, uh, have I been pwned? So we're talking really low-level stuff here. And, uh, you want you know, more like, of this? We can, we, no, we, we could probably leave it All there. Right. It's, just, it's just, this is, uh, it's good information that needs to get out there. But again, I go back to, we need to talk about it the right way. There needs to be a I difference agree. between security, hygiene, and actual attacks. Like, we need to be distinctive in that.
0: Now, one story that kind of definitely perked my ears a bit was the fbi wanting to reboot our routers yeah and i yeah i i really wanted to to hear your thoughts on this because my 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 spidey sense was like oh come on i mean really and i was just like trying to really analyze this so let's let's take a look i guess at the clip first and then we'll talk about it right so let's
7: do Mm -hmm. it this morning, on Rossman reports an urgent alert for all of us with internet routers. The FBI says Russian hackers could be infecting them
6: with a crippling virus. Today, national investigative okay. correspondent Jeff Rossman is here on what's yeah, going right on there. and all how
0: right. we can so, protect ourselves. Well, hey, so Jeff, good morning. Hey guys, good morning. So obviously, we don't we don't really know, do we? I mean, in this point, no, no we don't.
1: It's right off the bat. It's dodgy. Yeah. Um, the thing about attribution on any attack like this, it's difficult because. If it's taken advantage of a vulnerability in the OS of some of these routers, like say remote management port or something like that, it's it's usually self-spreading. It, right. that, that's yeah. almost how all of these work is self-spreading. So it's, it's hard to say it's it's a Russian attack. If it could be, if it was developed in the Ukraine or it has Russian language even in right. the in the in the source code, it doesn't again even mean it's a, a Russian attack. It could just mean that it was it was uh, an exploit a worm that was developed in Russia and then sold on the black market. Right. So attribution is really tricky here. And that's just where they first start to go off the rails. And then when they go to their security advice expert, it gets really bad. This
7: new alert impacts all of us with Wi-Fi, so that's a lot of us. And this hack is especially scary because there's no real way to tell if your router has been infected. I often give you step-by-step directions on how to protect your personal information. This morning, we're back at it. And by the way, these tips... Maybe the easiest I've ever given. So good news there. First, I want to show you what's going on here. The FBI has just put out over the holiday weekend this public service announcement.
0: News dump, by the way, put out over yeah. the holiday weekend. So they hope no one was paying attention.
7: And they want you to take action now. Here is a rundown of what we know right now. They believe these are Russian hackers targeting home and small office routers. So that's almost all of us. And security experts say more than 500,000 routers, 500,000 plus, have been infected so far.
1: How do they know that? Yeah, they'd have to. it would have to be some sort of like they did an IP block, scans of IP blocks of different ISPs. And then like these things return some sort of some sort of indicated they're infected or it could be based on a sample. And they said, well, if this sample is infected, wow. then, you know, it's, it's likely that this many in total are infected. It's hard to say. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, I, you know, not to be conspiracy theorists, but I, I thought this was just the ISPs uh, telling uh, the FBI, hey, can can you get everybody to restart their routers because, you know, we need to get a config pushed. And some of these routers are just, you know, people haven't restarted them lately. So if we scare them, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe Ooh,
1: that's some good bacon. I mean, uh, play them a bit more and I'll give you my theory. All right.
7: So what does the smallware do? The FBI says if your router is infected, hackers could collect your personal information or anything else you're doing online. They also say the hack can block your web traffic too, block it and make your router inoperable. But you can minimize your risk. The advice from the FBI is that anyone with a home or small office router should reboot it right now. I did it this morning at my home before I came here. You should do it right now, too, before work. And the fix is really, really simple. So. If you have Wi-Fi in your home or your office, you have a router just like this plugged into the cable or whatever you have. Right. All Uh you have to do Uh is unplug it. (gasps) Unplug it like that. Wait for 30 seconds.
0: I swear this feels like tech support i know it is it feels like it is uh oh, oh you're not getting the internet speeds uh go ahead and reset your uh router or modem for 30 seconds yeah that's right, it we can be done and then done plug it right back fine. in and and plug it back in and you're
1: done yeah 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 All we right. can be done with this guy he's yes. so obnoxious yes yes uh so okay so i know wes is digging into this and i haven't talked to him i'm going to talk to him tomorrow so okay. my opinion could change All but right. uh so it really, it's 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 good to keep in mind what these routers are and aren't. They are really low power ARM devices, so they're not going to be great at doing mass amounts of spam or even some sort of reflection attack. What you really are going after on a box like this, if you are going to compromise it, is perhaps resetting the DNS to get the traffic to forward to your own DNS server. Okay, yeah. this is this is something that I've predicted for a long time because as users transition from Windows PCs, which were easy to exploit and a common target, so there was lots of code available, um, now users are on Android, they're on iPads, they're on iPhones, they're on uh, Fire tablets, they're on Chromebooks. And so there's not, a, there's not a one common platform for the attackers to go after to create exploit code. So they, they're, it, it just to me, it seemed obvious, you have to shift to DNS, Because then, once again, you get all of the devices. You don't have to compromise the device directly. You can monitor where they go. You can sneak ads in. You can do all kinds of great stuff. And um, it's possible, although unlikely that it's 500,000, but it is possible that a self-propagating type of worm that was, say, um, capable of detecting a certain type of uh, Belkin, Linksys, and uh, maybe uh, Eero devices or something, and it is able to uh, log into those, And somehow create self-root access, and then use them to reset the DNS. It's extremely unlikely, but it is possible. We've talked about it before on the TechSnap show. It it has happened. It is a thing that happens. Um, And here's why the reboot thing is such a big deal. It is, and it's just we just recently talked about this on TechSnap. It is. It is one thing to compromise a router. It is an entirely next level thing to compromise the firmware that is in a read-only state that that router boots from when it reboots. So when you power cycle that router, you're clearing the runtime memory and you're booting from a read-only image that is written to firmware. It is it is possible on some routers to compromise that firmware. It takes extensive knowledge of those devices and it involves exploiting a chain of exploits to get there. Um, and it includes even like uh, activating a built-in backdoor account and it's like, A very complicated process, but you can compromise that firmware and then boot from a compromised firmware, but it's almost unheard of. Uh, And so if you reset these routers, you basically go back to the last time you saved a config. Okay. But the flip side to that is you go back to a vulnerable state.
0: Right. It doesn't really so they could
1: just get re- it, it doesn't solve any problem,
0: right, it, and that's what I was thinking too. is just like yeah, you're just you're not changing anything other yeah. than in flushing cash or whatever Right
1: now, I'll talk to West, but what has typically happened in the past, and I believe what has happened in this case is the FBI goes in and takes over the command and control servers of this worm or this bot or whatever you want to call it, and when they disable that command and control server. It um it kind of stops it either stops propagating or it continues to propagate but then it doesn't do anything once it gets there and so if you reboot it'll clear whatever job it's been given you know maybe that's DNS redirection maybe that's um uh, NTP uh, reflection whatever it might be it'll clear that out and then when it boots back up it still might get infected again because of the nature of the worm but it will never get any control it will never get any commands from the control server because right. I do believe I read that the FBI sees some servers related to this botnet right before this announcement came out. So it's, it's, it's possible that uh, the reason why the reboot is such a big deal is because you essentially solve the problem, even though you still have a vulnerable system and you may still get infected. Uh, you essentially have, they have immutized uh, you because they now control those servers in, in, in perpetuity, whatever, uh, which is not an uncommon thing for the FBI. They've also done that before in the past as well. TechSnap program, everybody. All of this is uh, stuff we talk about, TechSnap.Systems. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So why, all do you, right. why don't we go back to our uh, bread and butter of the cyber? Yes. Uh, and let's talk about uh, this uh, big cyber attack that's coming that Russia must be behind. It's if they're so good, they're telling everybody about it. Well,
0: I mean, we've already talked about, you know, Russia being blamed. So now let's let's do some more blaming, I
4: guess. Here we go. Ukraine Security Services claims Russia is preparing a large scale cyber attack ahead of the Champions League final due to be held in Kiev on Saturday. The allegation comes after a cybersecurity firm says hackers have infected 500,000 routers in dozens of countries. The malware is said to have been used in previous attacks that the US has attributed to Moscow. Oh. So from a global standpoint,
5: we saw this malware
4: pretty much distributed
5: evenly across the planet. Uh, all of that changed about two weeks ago when we saw a new command and control server pop up and that command and control server specifically
1: targeted ukraine it's not known what the, that's about what the FBI planned. got control of it that's right. interesting right exactly wow i hadn't i hadn't put that together before uh, that uh, i wonder what that's about uh,
0: you know well and and now i hear that the 500,000 number is not just the us it's yeah it's all over the it's world it's worldwide which by the way with what 300 million people that live in the united states eh,
1: yeah exactly they're making a big stink about this change
0: yes there's only about 10 seconds more of it you want more or what do you think
4: yeah let it finish out i all suppose right, fair gives them remote access to infected machines the kremlin has not commented but has previously denied accusations of being behind a global hacking program that has included interfering in the u.s 2016 presidential election i uh, had to get that in there okay got yeah, it. yeah so it's okay. all
1: tied together right yes and the thing that's the thing that's remarkable is, like I said earlier, it's nearly impossible to uh, put this on any one particular actor because of the way these exploits are distributed online. Right. Um. But I want to play this clip of this this real twit on uh, MSNBC <laughs> yeah. who uh, I don't I don't think this is going to get much traction, but this seems like it could be some plan B logic like. Set the table for a moment. Let's say like the Democrats just sweep for the next few years. Sweep, 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 sweep. And they're doing really good, really strong. You could see a logic set in that allows what Trump did to be treason. Because there is a little catch about this thing we like to throw around called treason. For treason to work, you have to be in a state of war. If you go read the definition of treason.
0: That's true. And and there's no declared war, right?
1: There's no declared war unless maybe we've been attacked and then we realize how severe the attack is. And then we could retroactively apply a state of war using this guy's logic. Go ahead and play this oh guy. First of all,
2: I don't lightly uh, use this term. Uh, it's ter- as you just noticed, the president himself misuses the term, and a lot of people do. But I went to the Constitution, and to commit treason, a person has to have a, be at war with the country and provide aid and comfort to the enemy. Now, the question is, are we at war with Russia? Because the Russians were doing the hacking. And if so, then are they our enemy? I submit that because of the massive hacking and cyber attacks that were made on this country and on our election system, on our Constitution, that they rise to the level of an armed attack. And an armed attack is basically what the the forefathers wrote this in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. So
0: So I I could see that a little bit. I mean, I can see that line of logic because – you know, uh, an attack, you know, if you if you're actually crippling or, you know, you're you're trying to take down, say, you know, those power grids that shouldn't be connected to the Internet in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or yeah. maybe
1: you're like making some maybe you're making some uh, some things spin a little off kilter. Maybe you're uh,
0: Yeah. yeah I maybe you're see infiltrating
1: that. a cellular network of yeah. an entire nation.
0: Yeah. But uh, what about the 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 hacking or the the spoofing and spying that happens locally, like with those uh, you know Stingray devices and things like that?
1: Yeah, so this is what I was thinking. It's like I could see this logic, like a real legitimate cyber attack that is, like, say, you it's like let's just go for the one the media loves, that takes out the U.S. power grid. Uh, that does seem like an act of war to me. That seems like a pretty yeah, aggressive totally. thing to do. Yeah. So I uh, the the issue is is How do you how do you define Russia hacking the election? Because this is where it gets a little into the weeds, because is it the phishing of John Podesta's emails? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Is it the probing of state databases? I I don't think so, because that was likely the DHS. Is it the ads they bought on Facebook? Well, that's not hacking. That's just marketing. Um, so was it the influence they tried to get into Trump campaign? Well, again, that's not hacking. That's politics. Right. So what is what is the actual attack? The 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 cyber attack. Right. I could make like you could make an argument that they tried to get in on certain campaigns or they tried to uh, peddle influence like every nation does that. So I think that'd be a pretty easy argument to make. The thing that I can't wrap my head around is I actually don't know what the Russia hack was. We talk about the Russia hack so much these days. I don't actually know what it was. I can't think of what it was cuz I don't I don't even think a phishing attempt. Like that's the best I could come up with is well the emails
0: the the Podest, yeah. Uh, yeah the Podesta emails, right? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the 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 phishing of
1: John Podesta right. and then releasing them via WikiLeaks. Right. But I still to this day I'm sorry, I I remain unconvinced that Russia created that phishing email. That could have been anybody. That is a super super common form of attack yeah. that I saw when I was young, you know, back when I was just a young kid, a pup in IT, right. and I all of a sudden was responsible for taking on this email server, right. phishing attacks came in back then. We didn't even call them phishing attacks back then. Uh, you know, but here I am. I'm like, I don't know. I think I was like uh, 20-something, 20, 21, 22, and I'm sitting all of a sudden I'm, I'm responsible for like a Qmail server, and, all, and I'm seeing all these uh, attempts of, to try to get after our users. That's not a new super elite four dimensional uh, cyber squad attack right it's it's really basic so i'm not convinced that that's the major russia hack either so i'm just left kind of uncertain of what we're even talking about anymore but apparently it rises to the level of an armed attack it's something
0: that you know we still haven't seen a lot of the i guess the evidence if you will or or maybe some of the fruits of, of these you know, what is it? The twelve, well, we twenty seven. We've
1: seen some indictments. We've seen. Well, yeah, but I
0: mean, I mean, like, but the 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 forms of these these hacks, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Like,
1: I, I, I mean, I'm just I'm yeah. sitting here two years into this thing and, you know, you've got uh, newness and Schiff's investigation, which is basically over. Uh, you've got basically everything that leaks like crazy from the Justice Department. Uh, it just seems like if we were this far into it, we would have some pretty the, solid stuff.
0: The only problem I have though is like, especially on the house side, is that didn't feel like an investigation at all. Uh, I mean, what for for either side, uh, I, I felt like it was it was obviously more political uh, than investigative, um, and you know, especially when you go back and just look on how both Schiff and Nunes played it all out, and they they played it a lot in the media, or you know, they they played it a lot with you know you know, trying to, you know, uh, build up their base and, you know, keep the hype going. There wasn't, I mean, we didn't get a lot of info out of it. There was a lot of, you know, just back and forth conflicting reports. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that was more about establishing new power bases in the individual parties post-election.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so, well, well, so speaking of investigations and, Mm -hmm. and, and looking into things, there's a new hashtag in town, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, let's get into <laughs> let's get let's get our spy gate on for yes. this week's episode. We got a few things to cover in here, starting out with uh, Trump uh, branding down hard, I, you know, as he does. Yes, yes, he does. Branding <laughs> down. That
3: controversial claim pushed by the president. We now call it spy gate with no evidence to back him up, as he implies the FBI planted a spy on Team Trump. Sir,
8: what proof do you have that your campaign was spied on? All you have to do is look at the basics and you'll see.
3: An FBI informant did talk with several members of the Trump campaign in 2016 as part of a bigger investigation into Russian interference. That's broadly accepted. What's not? The president's insistence it was all political.
8: When they look at the documents, uh, I think people are going to see a lot of bad things happen.
3: That document review set for tomorrow. A look at highly classified materials to which only two Republicans are invited now.
2: If you're going to show up, show up with an open mind and close lips.
3: Democrats want in.
7: If the meeting goes forward as planned right now, it will be a sham. It will be a sham.
3: The president not opposed to a bipartisan briefing. This issue
8: supersedes the party. This supersedes Republicans and Democrats. Whoa. Now, Whoa. You,
0: you know what? That's, yeah, uh, you know I agree. It, it should yeah, it, it, too, it, yeah. it, it shouldn't be one side or the other. If it is truly something, you know that the FBI has done wrong here, everybody should be concerned. I fully agree with the president here.
1: So the meeting took place. Yes, um, and uh, your good buddy Trey Gowdy.
0: Ah, Gowdy mode that. activated. Yes. Yeah,
1: he went, and uh, so he came on uh, Fox and CBS yeah. to uh, share his thoughts. Remember, he was the guy in that clip there just to go in with an open mind. Go in with an open and mind. Uh, he came out saying something I didn't expect him to say. Right. He's he's debunking Spygate uh, in his interviews today. I, I couldn't believe it, but
0: yeah, check this out. President
6: Trump is doubling down on his claim that the FBI had what he calls a spy in his campaign.
8: So how do you like the fact... They had people infiltrating our campaign. Can you imagine?
0: By the way, you know, the words that the president uses, infiltrate, it wasn't really infiltrated, you know, but there i say you yeah know, words i mean words.
1: i i agree that the word is obviously designed to sort of galvanize
0: oh yeah an inflammatory. Uh,
1: but i don't uh, yeah. also want to lose perspective on this guy and who he was and what is what he did in the 80s too like that also like we talked about last week right. it, you gotta it does have to weigh in somewhat to the conversation absolutely
6: can you imagine the president repeated his claim in nashville last night he said last week that the use of an informant could be quote one of the biggest political scandals in u.s history Republican Congressman Trey Gowdy of South Carolina is chairman of the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee. He attended a classified Justice Department briefing last week in response to the president's allegation. Good morning, Congressman. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. You have looked at the actual evidence here in this briefing. The president has not. You said, I am even, having looked at this, you said, I am even more convinced that the FBI did exactly what Americans would want them to do when they got the information they did. Why did you say that? How can you be so sure?
2: Well, when the, when the FBI comes into contact with information about what a foreign government may be doing in our election cycle, I think they have an obligation to run it out. I think the FBI, if they were at the table this morning, they would tell you Russia was the target and Russia's intentions toward our country were the target. The, the, the fact that, that two people who were loosely connected with the Trump campaign uh, may have been involved, uh, doesn't diminish the fact that Russia was the target and not the campaign.
6: So you looked at this and you said what the FBI was doing was kosher. Why does the president keep saying what he's saying when he knows better? I don't know. Oh. Wow. And you see
0: that little little grin on like yeah. Trey Gowdy's he- face?
1: It's interesting just listening to this, the questioning back and forth. He's really going for this, and yeah. uh, they're they're going all in. They really don't like that they're calling this a spy. Like, there's they're really agitated by well, the story. The media has not let up on this.
0: And you know what? I I uh, you know dare I say yes? I know I'm biased in this regard because you know full disclosure. You know I'm an engineer at a television station, but that being said, when it really isn't a spy thing at all it's not a spy gate at all and the, the message is still being kind of just pushed and pushed and pushed out there by the by the white house and the pre uh, and the
2: president uh, i i yeah. yeah
1: okay i got thoughts let play, yeah. play out some yeah. more
2: gouty, and I'll, then we'll talk about more gouty mode doesn't diminish the fact that russia was the target and not the campaign
6: so you looked at this and you said what the fbi was doing was kosher why does the president keep saying what he's saying when he knows better i don't know i i've never met or talked to the president i cannot you
9: never met or talked to President Trump? I
6: have not. But what he is saying, just to be clear, about this being somehow out of bounds, based on your experience and the evidence you saw, that's not the case.
2: Well, uh, think back to what the president himself told uh, James Comey. Um, he said, I didn't collude with Russia, but if anyone connected with my campaign did, I want you to investigate it. It strikes me that that's okay. exactly what let, the FBI was doing.
3: Let me ask you some specific questions. Was there a spy?
2: That is not a term I've ever used in the criminal justice system. Undercover, informant, confidential informant, those are all words I'm familiar with. I've never heard the term spy use.
3: So when the president says spygate, that's not a, there was no spy in, inserted into the campaign. Have you seen any evidence of that?
2: I have not. That's an espionage term. That's not a law enforcement term.
3: You believe the FBI acted properly in this matter?
2: Based on what I have seen, I don't know what the FBI could have done or should have done other than run out a lead that someone loosely connected with the campaign was making assertions about Russia. I I would think he would.
1: So I would see that's where I would kind of argue. I don't tend to I don't tend to think that uh, Gowdy has a bias here. But uh, um, and I think he's demonstrating that right here. He went to the meeting and now he's saying, I think they did everything proper. The only thing that I would argue and I would like to know more about, which they don't get into, is why that individual it seems like you know what you're getting when you go with that particular individual. His right. brand is yes. what he did. Right. And so it seems like there is intention behind picking that person. I just, I feel like that's where the FBI on paper can be legit, but in their actual execution, can cut corners and maybe do something that is actually they know.
0: Now, I uh, thought, though, I, from I, I did read this in a, in a different place, that the FBI did contact the Trump campaign early. Like, even before... Uh, this person was, you know, uh, I wouldn't call him inserted, but you know, start uh, this investigator started to review this yeah, Russia stuff. I don't I've, know if
1: that is true or not. Yeah, I, I, I've I, heard I'm this. Sure
0: yeah, and, and and that's why I said like I'm not sure if it's you know confirmed or denied or you know true, but like the FBI reached out to the uh, to the Trump campaign and let them know that hey, uh, there's some weird things happening here in regards with Russia. Uh, that, you know, we want you to know about. And on top of that, if you had noticed anything weird or and by the way, I'm totally paraphrasing, but notice anything weird or if you get any strange contacts to so please let us know. And, mm. and and nothing ever happened. You know, the Trump campaign never did contact the FBI uh, or, you know, followed up on, on those conversations. So I don't know. Uh, you uh now yeah oh go ahead no i was, gonna I was just
1: gonna i was just gonna say that uh there was somebody else who got to sneak into the meeting actually a couple other people
7: ah, a
0: couple yes. other
1: people got to sneak into the meeting and uh now this guy on msnbc thinks this is the biggest controversy a of, new line
7: crossed league. as the trump administration's controversial classified meeting on the russia probe got even worse because reporters caught donald trump's criminal defense attorney for the probe sneaking into the meeting let me tell you right up front This is not normal. This is a breach. And tonight the White House is rushing out a spin that this breach was actually some kind of legitimate move and planned all along. That is false. This inappropriate meddling into the probe is actually so incriminating the White House sought to hide it from ever being public. Let
0: me show you. Wow. So I heard heard about the latter. You know, I heard about, yeah, you know... Uh, lawyer, uh, lawyers from the White House team was was trying to get in on this meeting and that that I thought that they got in and then they got kicked out or they left on their own. I didn't realize the first part.
1: Yeah, and he seems to think it's a big deal. Um, but uh, I the reason why I kind of question how big of a deal it is is because it, I, it sounds like everything that was going down in that uh, meeting, there was also, there's been a second meeting where another group of people were briefed, uh, the Gang of Eight, and uh there's been um, there was going to be or there may still be I don't know uh, a meeting to with Trump's lawyers to review the same documents. so I don't really quite grasp what the big deal is, other than the Democrats didn't get to go. right, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have any more. We could play more of it if you want, but I just thought that no that... no,
0: I mean it, but I, do, do you agree or disagree uh with the legal team trying to get in on this meeting and, 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 and getting in on that?
1: I agree. It looks bad. I agree. It looks bad. I think functionally the results are probably the same. Right. But I agree that I think it looks bad. Uh, Also, we know it's looking bad is the fact that uh, Trump is not letting up on sessions, although I love back again. I mean, because
0: it's come in waves. I love it. I actually (sighs) love it. I know it's it's. Poor poor Jeff here. I mean, poor Jeff, buddy. I hope he's not checking President Trump is once again
6: attacking his own attorney general, Jeff Sessions. This morning's attack comes after the New York Times overnight reported that the president tried to convince Jeff Sessions to take back control of the Russia probe. But that probe now includes digging into why the president tried to do just that and if it is obstruction of justice. Our Shimon Perkopez is in Washington with more. The president not holding back on this one.
10: No, and he certainly hasn't held back. Uh, you know, in the latest series of tweets, uh, he essentially says that he wishes he had picked a different attorney general. Uh, now, the New York Times uh, reporting that the president in March 2017, just after Sessions recused himself uh, from the Russia investigations, uh, that when Sessions flew to Mar a Lago to meet with Trump, uh, they had dinner, and that Trump there at that dinner berated the attorney general and told him he should reverse his decision to recuse himself from the the Russia investigation. Now, the Times says that that was an unusual and potentially inappropriate request, and that Jeff Sessions refused uh, Trump's request. Now, the New York Times, as part of the special counsel's investigation, is looking at this meeting, it's part of its obstruction investigation, as well as the repeated attacks on Sessions by Trump in the media and on Twitter. And, you know, Poppy, as we've...
1: Here's why I don't think this is... uh, This is why I don't think it's quite fair, is... um I don't think Trump's I think Trump should just simmer down and wait for the investigation to get over and then he should just fire Sessions. I don't know why he doesn't just behave himself and do that, but I don't <laughs> think it's necessarily wrong in the fact that he's getting screwed by, by Sessions. So Jeff should have advised Trump before he ever accepted the job as the top lawyer that he would have had a conflict of interest here as being a member or being connected to the campaign. Right. That should have been upfront a disclosure because but- there are lots of I don't know if you've noticed, lots of lawyers, lots of lawyers in this country that Donald Trump could have chosen from
2: Absolutely. that could
1: help him manage what is going to be the most political moment in his enti- entire career. Like, this right here his is life. the moment yeah. that needs managed, and his top lawyer is out. That would be extremely frustrating if I was the president, and, es- and especially because Jeff should have told him before he accepted the gerb And this conflict apparently was already obvious to the Justice Department. So, therefore, it should have been obvious to Sessions. Or he wasn't the right guy for the job to begin with. So I can understand why Trump is upset, and I don't think he's necessarily wrong. But it's like, you got to play it cool until the Russia thing passes. Then you can start cleaning house. Well, Just like cleaning homey out too soon may not have been the right play. Maybe it was, but then it kicked off the whole Mueller investigation.
0: Well, well, the cleaning out, I, I think... You know, well, first off, the cleaning out of Comey thing, and then you know, going on with Lester Holt, and then basically saying, you know, the quote, you know, he wouldn't let the Russia thing go, (laughs) and and basically saying that to Lester, I was, you know, that I keep kind of going back to, and then I see this where it's like, dude, you know, President, you you knew that this guy was a part of your campaign, okay, so he obviously had to recuse himself because yeah I,
1: yeah I guess i don't I think mean, that's necessarily on trump to know but well yeah well, I he didn't know that he was there
0: instead. i mean he, of course trump i mean he was on stage campaigning with him i to, to say that he yeah, didn't I, know I, I i mean come on i mean t- in,
1: as far as what the justice departments so the, it's yeah. a policy in as far it's a justice department policy that advised that would basically oh, set the i the see what you're saying for, okay yes yeah. i don't necessarily know if trump should have known that nuance but but old Jeff there should have. Right. Uh, I, I just think he's a I just think he's kind of a, Is he? uh, a weird old guy anyways that should get out of there and stop. Is talking he just trying
0: cannabis. to push him out like it, it like does Trump really not want to be the bad guy here, quote unquote, and be the guy that fires and try to really like make Jeff so
1: uncomfortable to it get him to like leave? That could That's what yeah, it feels with the play here. But wouldn't that just backfire, because if he did quit at this point, right, the, the narrative would be Well, Trump pushed him out with constant attacks. So what's the what's the point in doing all of this at all then? I mean, what's come, what's 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 the every plus? little thing, every little conversation Trump has with Jeff Sessions leaks. How's that a thing? Right. What's that about? <laughs> what's going on there? I wonder Who's if Trump's the, uh, Trump. Could be the one. Could be. Could be calling up old Sean right before bedtime.
0: Oh uh, man, I don't have the soundboard up. A ding. Yeah.
1: Maybe (laughs) maybe it's Maxine Waters because she has been hip to a lot of things from the very beginning. Old Maxine, there. She's sharp.
0: Reclaiming my time.
11: A word cloud. The same organization did, where they asked for your sort of stream of consciousness. What's the word that comes to mind? Look at that. Donald Trump's favorite buzzword: witch hunt. Are you concerned? That the, the general public, particularly, you know, Republicans are just for Trump. So maybe we should discount that. But I even see yes. independents in this poll,
3: not even knowing that there have been crimes uncovered.
12: Yeah, I am concerned. But, you know, the way it has unfolded, there's so much information that's coming out. All right.
1: Hold this is going to be very demeaning. So prepare yourself for that. Take a deep breath before we continue on because Maxine is going to go on about how stupid you all are. Unfortunately, she must not know about the old filter show because <laughs> uh, we're changing everything that Maxine is about to say. But it, think about this. This is the reality in which she operates. This is her view on the world. And you can turn that around and see how some of the decisions she makes, uh, the, the the framework she might be using. So listen but- to what she's about to say and then just... Let yourself marinate it for a moment. Take a breath, and then let's go. All
0: right. Oh, actually, one thing I wanted to add, Chris, before we let Uh let it marinate, is this 59% number, you know, they falsely believe uh, the probe hasn't uncovered any crimes. I mean, partially, I think that's because, you know, people are, you know, living in the confirmation bubble, and, you know, they're they're watching alternative or different networks where they don't really talk about these things that often. Um, Obviously, some people are just completely turned off. By the news and, and media and Facebook and Twitter and they just you know they've had enough of this.
1: Yeah, it's really getting old.
0: Yeah, but but man, I mean, you know, we we've we've heard about you know Mueller, you know, obviously getting convictions and getting guys to say get, plead guilty. Um, you know, in regard, I don't know to, about convictions. Well, I mean, guilt. Well, guilty is good as a conviction, right? I mean, I mean, obviously the judge is going to say like, yeah, you're going to get five years probation or whatever the charge will be for. I don't think most of those guys are going to
1: serve any time because they're out they outside the country.
0: No, oh, that's true. Well, no, I'm talking like uh, Stephanopoulos or what are the guy's name and the. Oh Nopolis. yeah, or Manafort maybe. Manafort, yeah, we might yeah. see some action yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. eventually.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that might that might get people's attention.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So here we go, Maxine. Deep breath. Here talking go. down to all of us. Yeah. Here, here we go
12: almost on a daily basis that the average American just can't keep up with it. You know, people go to work, they go about their lives. Uh, they may turn on television uh, on the so-called news hour in the evening or maybe catch a little bit in the morning, but they don't know all of the details and they don't understand, you know, how many countries uh, have been indicted. Three countries involved in this already. They don't know how many people have been indicted. They don't know. They may know about about Manafort, or they may know about Flynn, but they don't know about Papadopoulos. They don't know about Gates. They don't know about the others uh, who are entangled in this mess. But they should know this. They should know that something is terribly wrong. That there's all of these connections that have been uncovered with Russia. They should know about now the two meetings that uh, Jr. Trump Jr. has had with Russians, and they should know that there was an attempt to create a back panel uh a
1: back channel a back panel (laughs) yeah all right so here's where i disagree with her is she gets it right on some of the points people are not able to follow all of the nuances
0: right exactly she
1: she gets it wrong on on kind of the on on the overall big picture uh the overall big picture that she's painting is that nobody's keeping track of, of any of this stuff and so it's not that nothing really major has happened. It's just that simply nobody's paying attention to the details. Right. The problem is is that paradigm does not exist in cable news, which is the reality in which she exists, is on a cable news show where all they do is talk about the nuances of this investigation all the time. So it's like this weird disconnect because that outlet is appealing to people who are hyper-interested in all of the details. And so it, it's, it's a false representation of the actual audience. Anyways, Maxine says... There's been a back panel all along. A back panel. A back panel. I wonder panel. if that's like a, like a high, high data rate, like a fiber back panel or something. <laughs> Some sort of like Russian backplane. Uh, plane. Um, but my in. favorite story yes. about Russia this week was this journalist who was a Kremlin critic. And um, yeah, the Ukraine officials came out and said uh, that uh, they were trying to help him. Uh, and he was in the ambulance. And this Russian spy oh, know. Break, broke <sighs> into the ambulance and shot the guy in the back of the head. Yeah, and now he's dead. Right. The problem is that guy just showed up at a press conference fully alive.
2: What? Both the Associated Press news agency and the Reuters news agency, in the last few moments, um, have given us some quite
7: stunning breaking news. Arkady Babchenko, the Russian journalist who was reported to be killed in Kiev, has shown up at a news conference in Ukraine. Um, Mr. Babchenko says that this is an operation that had been prepared for two months. And he thanks the Ukrainian Security Service for saving his life. Uh, the head of the Ukrainian Security
0: Services has said that they received information about a Russian plan to assassinate Mr. Babchenko, and they managed to All prevent right. it. And they- Wow. So this,
1: the new story is now, oh, we, well, he wasn't dead. Uh, we, we saved him at the last moment. So, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Uh, you know, the, I heard- the story gets twisted.
0: Well, I, you know, I think what it was is, you know, he, he, he went to, you know, collect his benefits and they're like, uh, sir, we uh,
1: you're dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, must be a booking there. Yeah. Uh, so last week on the show, I said that uh, I think Trump is going by the Bolton plan and the Bolton plan with North Korea is hard nose, hard negotiation. You don't let up the pressure right. even after they've agreed to a summit. Yep. And then right as we got done with the show, Trump promptly calls off the summit with North
0: Korea. And I I said, you know, maybe he was playing a little bit of good cop, bad cop kind of a thing. You know, he was trying to like, you know, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. No big deal. We'll keep talking. But in the meantime, we're going to keep the pressure up. Boom, bombshell. Boom, bombshell. The historic summit
3: with Kim Jong-un had been on shaky ground. Today, that ground gave way.
8: I believe that this is a tremendous setback for North Korea and indeed a setback for the world.
3: A senior administration official says the president made the decision to cancel the summit after North Korean statements overnight, threatening the U.S. with a nuclear-to-nuclear showdown and referring to Vice President Pence as a political dummy. The president dictating a three-paragraph response to the North Korean dictator, blasting Kim's tremendous anger and open hostility displayed in your most recent statement.
8: Hopefully positive things will be taking place with respect to the future of North Korea. But if they don't, we are more ready than we have ever been before. Yeah.
1: I,
0: like, so be I like how Pence there, you know, in the, the soft yeah. shaking of the yes. Yeah, it's like, the yes. Pence look. The Pence yeah, yeah. look, yes.
1: Okay. He's adopting it. Yeah. Um, so North Korea has a reaction. Let's yes. go ahead and play the reaction. or What do they think?
3: Now to that canceled summit with North Korea. Overnight, Pyongyang signaling it is still open to negotiations. This after President Trump sent some mixed messages saying he too would still be willing to sit down while also threatening possible military action. Our chief White House correspondent Jonathan Carl is tracking it all. Good morning, John.
8: Good morning, Cecilia. Well, the June 12th summit is off but the North Koreans issued a statement overnight saying that they want to try again. North Korea called President Trump's decision to pull out of the summit unexpected and very regrettable and urged him to come back to the table. We are willing to sit down with America at any time to solve the problem, the statement said, adding that North Korea is, quote, willing to give the time and opportunity to the U.S. with a generous and open heart. Wow. Earlier,
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah, And the other thing that was interesting about this was the people that were preparing for the summit were continuing to prepare for the summit. But the other thing that was happening that was the bigger show that North Korea flew down lots of western journalists yeah. that are a little more north known to be north korean friendly yep uh, they flew them down there to make this big demonstration about blowing up their test site
0: that's right yeah the the north uh, korean well and by the way in my whole theory on this thing is they've already dis- you know all their testing basically destroyed the site in the first place yeah, yeah. so yeah. this is all obviously for show but here's it's hell of a show it's an <laughs> awesome show yeah here we go
4: just minute we were having over there and now everything is being turned into a massive cloud of dust those barracks were used for wait, living wait, for the is, soldiers is Chris, to, al- to look
0: is that dust yeah. radioactive <laughs>
1: you, you wouldn't you think there I would mean, be like a massive hazard to this yeah I, I
0: i mean if it's a test site why wouldn't there be anything nuclear ish i, I well, mean i'm said no expert we were just
1: having dinner there so that must have been like the lodge <laughs> <at> the
4: site <laughs> okay soldiers and workers there. Well, now North Korea is showing that it is destroying the infrastructure too. Behind me is Northern Tunnel number two. That's where five nuclear tests, five most recent nuclear tests have been conducted. Out of four tunnels around here, this one got the most battering. So uh, basically, this is North Korea saying, look, we are ready to make the first step. This is the first step that we're making to show that we are acting in good faith. We are destroying uh, all the facilities. We are being told that what has been done today has rendered this site absolutely useless. Now, they're expecting more to come out from from the United States and international community. But everything here is happening amid the atmosphere of uncertainty. The latest rhetoric by the US President Donald Trump and his aides and Mike Pompeo, we are hearing from north koreans that this is putting the whole thing in jeopardy they don't know what to expect oh they're saying oh my goodness that will ha- wow.
1: oh, oh wow oh wow oh my no. goodness that's so scary oh, so geez. yeah what could happen what could happen oh yeah what's that it's back on in fact uh, trump now says yeah it looks like things are going on Let's it's just gonna listen. happen
4: anything, Mr. President, is the summit
8: the we're gonna see what happens we're talking to them now Uh, It was a very nice statement they put out. We'll see what happens. No, no, we'll see what happens. It could even be the twelfth. We're talking to them now. They very much want to do it. We'd like to do it. We're going to see what happens.
1: We're going to see
0: what happens. We're going to see. We're going to see see what happens.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But it looks like it could be. It could. So it could happen while I'm in Texas. Isn't that weird? (laughs) That is so odd. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so the North Korea stuff was on and off again. So, in the span of uh, while we were off the air from one Wednesday to the next Wednesday, it was on and then off again. Oh, boy, buddy, I hear the popo coming. They're coming to bust me for the unfiltered show. So, you know what that means.
0: It, it, it it's, must be. T- I was going to say, it's time to, to check the
1: sack. You got
0: it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. No, so <laughs> um, I, I don't have anything uh, cool and, and creative uh, to play uh, for the sack segment. So, I, I'm just going to go back to our our on awesome theme song right because you know it is oh yeah it you is go. The road show. Taste for the
1: people that are missing it during the road show right so remember you
0: guys during the road show a little bit of a different intro a little bit of fun so here we go we're gonna hit the sack and we actually got a great sack today from club 33 uh casey writes in and says hey uh i knew a north korean nuke deal was too good to be true but it obviously doesn't help when your advisor says quote Libyan model, in reference to the deal you want to make. Wasn't the Libyan model something Hillary pushed for? Trump has a bunch of crappy ideas of his own, and then he starts adding in the worst ideas from everyone else, including his opponents, to make everything even worse. Uh, By the way, uh, breaking news, Casey, uh, it's back on again. Uh, (laughs) So... Chris writes in, hey, I didn't know you wrote in, Chris. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, right. Uh, Chris writes in and says, hey, what about the staged murder of a Russian journalist in Ukraine? Well, yeah, what about it? Uh, We'll have to hit the DVR and check that out. Uh, Mr. John writes in and says, hey, just read a Judicial Watch article about the Awan spy case and how their constant delays and the fact that the D.C. police gave a boatload of evidence to the defense attorneys instead of the prosecutor make a huge, fishy smell around the capital some yeah, big I really want yeah. to know more
1: about that story so bad there's no news coverage on
0: yeah there. very very little uh some big fish must be in fear of exposure to let something this blatant go unpunished for so long debbie even waived given the awans background check when she hired them to run the dems it where is the justice department maximum distraction going on Keep up the great work, boys. Unfilter is my go-to show each and every week. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Veritunov chimes in and says, Hey, been really busy. It's a short week here. But aside from the weirdness that came out of Kiev with the SBU suddenly giving a press conference to a journalist they say that was killed earlier and we're investigating as a sting operation... It was totally bizarre. I think the SBU really have cornered the definition of the world's fake news there. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't I don't trust anything coming out of there anymore. Hey, also, I want to give a shout-out to our new three new subscribers this week, Nintu, Tom, Carew, and Dermakis. We have three new subs, and I want to remind you guys, you can get in Chase's mail sack by going to the Patreon page and joining Club 33. You can still contact the show with your thoughts, though. It doesn't necessarily make it on air. Right. Unfilter.show slash contact. We've had three new subs this week, but we're still way behind on people's cards on Patreon. So we could really use your help because we've had about about a dozen people go uh write their card, but we've also had people just pull out in general and just say, I'm done with Patreon. So uh, we could really use your support at patreon.com slash unfilter because the show's a little upside down at the moment with like still about almost 85, 90 cards or something like that. They're declining on our Patreon. Wow. So use Um, your help on that. Patreon.com slash unfiltered.
0: Yeah. And the the final notes, by the way, from Verituna. he also writes in and says, something you might not have heard uh, of was Bill Bowden, one of the most infamous uh, Chicago cowboys who, with the help of the Clintons, plundered Russia in the early 90s, Google Ann Williamson, grandstanding his release from Spanish police as a victory against Putin, forgetting that he was already been exposed as a criminal in the U.S. It was also shown this week that ISIS, or ISIL, or dash are being funneled with the aid of the U.S. through Afghanistan and towards Europe. Thanks, Deep State. At home, the Grenfell Inquiry has just kicked off with the third day of victims' family having their very emotional say about their loved ones and their treatment following the fire. Heartbreaking stuff, really. Really wish I could watch this show live tonight. But really, I have so much to do. Thanks for putting the live stream up for us Patreons to watch later. I cannot express how grateful I am to not miss a beat. Thanks for that and make it a good one. Remember, as Chris mentioned, you can be a part of Club 33 today. Head on over to patreon.com unfilter. And if you are a Patreon, don't forget to update your credit card info. We really do appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you, everybody. And now it is time for that Mommy high needs note. A joint. You know what that means? <laughs> yeah. Yes, she does. She really does. You know, she's kind of whiny about it too. Have you noticed that? Like I, a, joint. a joint. I'm a joint. Yeah. She
0: She wants to. <laughs> she wants to. Uh, you know, make sure that we all know about it. I guess frustrated about
1: it. It's yeah. Frustrated. Yes. I, I like this uh, story out of uh, Detroit, not because it's about a pot bust, but because they're really ramping it up. Like I've noticed. For the last six months, they're just really ramping these stories, and now they've really kind of nailed the narrative. Go All ahead, right. Mr. Chase, Here we kick go. it off with our first one.
11: Pot bust. This is a very, very sophisticated operation.
4: Police and border control seizing hundreds of plants that were part of a major grow operation in Detroit. Tonight, what tipped law enforcement off and how many people are behind bars in connection to
3: this
6: operation? It's our top story at 10.
3: And thank you for
11: joining us tonight for 7 Action News on TV20 Detroit.
4: Detroit police teaming up with Border Patrol to take down the illegal growing operation today. It came up after a tip that law enforcement officials literally sniffed out.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
11: Investigator Simon Shakehead takes us inside the warehouse on the city's southwest side. That is now closed for business. Simon. Detroit police tell us they've recovered an unprecedented amount of illegal drugs being grown right here at this warehouse. In fact, there's so much of it, they say the street value exceeds $1 million. Inside this.
0: I always wonder, how do they figure that out?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They have like like,
0: a calculator, like uh, drugbuscalculator.com or something like that, where they just go to, type in how much they have, and these
1: guys. You also got to figure, like, uh, you know, at at that quantity, at that scale. Uh, if one if one or two plants were to disappear into a into a, the back of a cop car, nobody would ever notice. Right. Like there were, I, I just can't believe there's not somebody who's just stealing a little on the side. when A bus like this <laughs> right. goes down.
11: Highly advanced green garden pot plants bear names like Gorilla Glue Four and Star Turns out these drugs.
0: Wait a minute. Let me back that up a little bit because uh-huh. I don't know if you noticed. Okay. So he said Gorilla G- Glue Four or whatever, right? How would he know? That's what that is. It just says GG4.
1: May- oh, hmm. Maybe they Googled it. I don't know. I like, or maybe uh, maybe they had records.
0: Does he? <laughs> may- maybe he took a sample and he asked what it was. I, uh, that's just. Uh, I just caught the guy, that.
1: The guy knows his weed, man. I guess so.
11: And Star Dog. Turns out these drugs found inside multiple grow rooms are so potent they also failed a smell test.
12: Border Patrol was doing an investigation last week and smelled a strong order of marijuana coming from this clandestine building. Soon after, police were all
11: over this facility. Clandestine
12: along- building. <laughs>
11: Half the. That's I'm a, sorry. Not, I'm not, sorry.
1: Not a, for, not a regular building. It, it's a clandestine building. And you
0: know, and, and you know, my apologies for any of our fans from Detroit, but I bet you you guys have more than one or two <laughs> of those types of buildings. I I just. I mean, we have loads of those buildings here, I'm just saying.
11: West Jefferson, at about 4 p.m. today, they made their way inside, only to find a chronic case of who done it. A handful of folks watching over the dope, but no one admitting it was theirs.
12: When they came in execution, the raid commander um, froze them, got them in custody.
11: High-tech lighting, a scientific laboratory, security cameras, and old-fashioned Ziploc bags are now all part of the evidence. Investigators oh. say whoever's behind these fields of weed We'll have to face some sticky charges very soon. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh.
1: I agree Stop with the with chat the room. Is they're basing it on the street value based on the grams, and they're probably uh, weighing the entire wait. plant. You know, so if the if the, if they've got the All stems right. in there, the branches in there, maybe even some of the dirt, because oh well, no the, su- million dollar the soil alone. it doesn't have a few filters. You know, yeah.
0: they're going
12: to have air
1: filters.
0: But the puns, come on, WXYZ. Just, yeah, you they can
12: see from good. the lighting that they use, how it's on the timer and different things for the plant, for the marijuana grow. Um, I will say a lot of man hours, a lot of money to put this together.
11: Police tell us right now a total of six people remain in custody in connection with this bust. They say they also worked hard on this case with cooperation from the United States Border and Protection Office. From downtown Detroit, Simon Shaquette, 7 Good. Action
1: News. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always glad when they can work a little federal agency angle in there. Well, to uh, be fair, of, to
0: be fair, mm-hmm. Detroit, you know, right there on the Canadian border. So, of course, CB... These uh damn CBP Canadians, CBP. dude, <laughs> they legal weed. It's just <laughs> going to get
1: worse and worse. I know. The FDA, speaking of federal agencies, is on the verge of approving medicine, though, that's made from cannabis. Ah, they're, CBD, using, their, I believe.
0: they're using their patents, huh? Okay, all right.
3: FDA is on the verge of possibly approving the first medicine made from marijuana. And it could be a game changer for some patients diagnosed with two devastating forms of epilepsy. And researchers here in Boston say this works. The seizures started when Margot Curtis was just a toddler. And over time, her mom, Carrie, says they happened more often and became more severe. Grandma seizures, a lot of seizure activity at night. She wasn't sleeping. All of a sudden, just start screaming and having convulsive seizures. The seizure activity was so extreme, Margot couldn't learn basic skills. And the medication she was on didn't do enough. They weren't controlling the seizures. Two years ago, Margot was diagnosed with Lennox-Gastaut syndrome. It's a severe type of epilepsy that's often hard to treat until now. A drug called Epidiolex shows promise. It's an oil made from cannabidiol, a component of the marijuana plant that does not make people high. Dr. Elizabeth Thiel is the director of the Pediatric Epilepsy Program at Mass General Hospital. She's also the lead investigator in an Epidiolex trial for patients with Lennox-Gastaut. What they found... And almost 44% drop in monthly seizures. So that's significant. Wow. Um, and a parent could tell yeah. you that if my child was having 20 seizures a day, if you could knock it down 44%, even though they weren't yet seizure-free, that would likely be the best seizure control it ever had. Researchers aren't yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: with less side effects, too, which yeah. is the other key thing.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's the, that's
1: the big deal. And it's it's the big story there is really the FDA is getting on board with that. But we do have some good news for our listeners in the Florida area.
0: Yes, if you're in Florida, get ready. Be, well, as long as you have a medical condition. of
1: course. Oh, yeah, right.
10: Julie, yeah. thank you. A new at 11, a major victory for people pushing to smoke marijuana. A judge is ruling that people with a prescription for medical marijuana are now allowed to smoke it. Florida voters made the drug legal in 2016. The judge believes that a ban on smokable cannabis is unconstitutional. Florida's Department of Health is planning to appeal this ruling.
0: Why? I mean, why are they so hard? I mean, I guess it's Florida, I guess. but
1: Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> just answered it right there. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they'll take after New York. So check this out. So, you know, it's party uh, season, uh, party, party season in yeah. uh, New York. And uh, the platform of the Democrats is, um, it's at least for these, this particular aspect, is one that I think should spread all over the country. Uh, hit this one.
9: New York State Democrats were excited today, maybe even a little high. Uh, and it wasn't just that they were nominating candidates uh, for statewide office. The executive committee passed a resolution calling for the legalization of marijuana, saying that millions could be added to state coffers. Ah. Uh, mm hmm.
0: What do I always say, Chris? Show me the money.
1: That's right. You always say it,
9: Jason. I always say, that. For we're taxed you always like say it. For tax. Yeah, always. Alcohol at an excise tax rate of 13%. The Democratic Party is excited about making this a platform resolution. But for state Senator Todd Kaminsky, legalizing marijuana isn't just some progressive idea that seems to be sweeping the country. If New York does join eight other states and the District of Columbia in making it legal, he'll be voting for just how it's done. As a lawmaker, we have to make
0: sure that it's going to be rolled out responsibly, that our roads are going to be safe and that our children are going to be safe.
9: There are also political ramifications for running on a platform that calls for the legalization of pot.
6: If you're running statewide, legalization of marijuana is probably a plus for you because it's not going to hurt you in the city, uh, it's not going to kill you in the suburbs, and upstate vote in a primary for Democratic governor is probably not all that important if you have the first two.
9: Political consultant Charlie King says it could cut both ways.
11: It
7: still has to be something that uh, that, that has to be sort of test-driven, so I guess that's the con or the challenge.
2: As someone who is running you know city and statewide you have to weigh the variables about the entire constituency that you look to serve and see what the temperature is people you know what's not getting what? discussed
1: in there is uh human rights and uh, people's own uh, government of their own body yes <laughs> yeah not, not coming up no not coming up. no not coming but it all. is it is encouraging to see it become part of their platform
0: yeah well it's 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 a step and I know that uh, maybe nationally, the Democrats are are still apprehensive as far as applying it to their platform. I mean, you see what happened what happened up in ca- Canada with Trudeau, and you know they they established that as part of their platform, and it they had a huge, uh, huge, uh, well, response to that, obviously, and, yeah. and, and legalization yeah. up there. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, it is. Well, Mr. Chase, another edition of the Roadshow concludes. I think the next time uh, we connect, I will definitely be in Texas. I'll probably be outside of Austin a bit. Uh, And then uh, after that, I'll be situated in Austin in the Texas area for a bit, and then in Keller for a bit, and then I'll be heading home again. So a few more Roadshow editions, and... uh, and then I'll be back in the studio and we be back to the regular old and filter show. Yeah. So once again, Mr. Chase, well done running the board. Well, thank, thank
0: you. That, if, if people uh, now, are you doing any kind of tweeting uh, during the uh, during the road show stuff? Like, are oh, you? you can,
1: yeah, sure. You can find me at Chris LAS. What about yourself? Uh, you on that? Uh, t- you don't have a Twitter. Account, I, do you? I
0: do. Actually, thanks to uh, my good oh. buddy, Devin. Uh, he was able to get me verified. No. <laughs> yeah, so at Newness N-U-N-E-S on the Twitter. And by the way, uh, just to mention about the whole technical stuff, next week after the show, I'm literally having to tear down my, my equipment because next weekend, and I'm, this is a shameless plug, I know. But next weekend, I will be at the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show. <laughs>
1: of course. And it nice. is
0: it is once a year in Tacoma, Washington. It is an incredible place. If, if you live in the Pacific Northwest and you are a fan of old classic games, because they also have uh, arcades uh, and pinball, come on up. I'm actually presenting a seminar on Friday night from 7 to 8 o'clock where two champion pinball players are going to go head-to-head. And I'm going to be one of the hosts of that presentation. If you can't make it, don't worry. It's going to be streamed all live on Twitch. Geek Gamer TV is doing the streaming of the entire weekend of all the seminars, including mine. So please Woo, come awesome, down dude. and check it out. Watch it online if you can't make it. It'll be wow. loads of fun for sure.
1: Best of luck. That's going to be that's going to be a ton of work. So best of luck to you. And also uh, a, a big shout out to producer Matt, who's been slogging through the news these weeks to help us continue to go while i'm on the road it's been yes. a big help so during the chat right now say a big thanks to producer matt
0: and, thanks uh, producer matt really
10: appreciate
1: it yep well guys thank you so much for joining us
0: this week and chris great seeing you as well and uh, thank you buddy we'll see you guys right back here next week. week week
4: week
0: wait did that record oh wait we have to do the whole show again
7: I'm kidding.